This podcast is a Bendy Geddig Media production. Hello, I'm Michael Sheen, and you are listening to a Touchline Rant podcast. Hello, welcome back to a Touchline Rant podcast. This is episode 235. 235. That's a lot of episodes. Um, this week, I am joined by Steve. Say hello, Steve. Hello, well, great to be back. It Thank is good you. to have you back. I mean, we, I was just we, last time you were on, we we said, like, you know, you're going to be intermittent because you, you were about to, you know, yourself and your wife are about to mutate and, <laughs> <laughs> and create new human beings, which are now actual human beings. Yeah, they're tiny, but they are human beings. And you were like, oh, you know, I'll try and pop. We've only recorded once since then because I went into basic hibernation (laughs) and we had Christmas and we just got on with life. But it's good to be back. It's good to be getting back into the swing of these. Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad to be back. And um, good to know that I haven't really missed anything either. No, you missed nothing. You just missed. You the the thing you did miss is what everyone else missed was the Zoom call that I had with Mitch before last week's episode, where he showed me his back exercises, and it just looked like he was doing a webcam show for me. Top content, top quality, top quality audio, crucially content. Yeah. I literally sat here and watched him thrust <laughs> from his back and literally going, you've got to go one. And <laughs> I mean, yeah. again, Cassie said it a number of times, but ATR only fans. Yeah. I, I, mean, think, I think, I think we could make money from an ATR only fans. I'm yeah. constantly getting foot requests on our Instagram. That's <laughs> 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 a touchline rant. <laughs> Wonderful. No feet for free. Um, this week, let's start at the, the biggest story. Um, arguably, that's hit football in a while, really. Mm. Uh, Man City, they've been accused of being cheating little bastards, essentially. Again. Again. Um, yeah, it's, 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 I mean, is it a surprise that these allegations have now led to, you know, charges and so on? Not for me. Uh, like, when when it happened uh, four years ago from UEFA, um, I think a lot of people were, weren't surprised then either because they mm. had such a um, consistent run of success that was so clearly, and, and to, to their credit, unashamedly funded, by a nation state uh and you know ffp's been in in place for quite a long time now and there was you know clearly no deference to that whatsoever with the way that they were operating um <clears throat> and seemed, obviously... though, recently they'd actually uh, probably and as you said as you mentioned since the uefa charges it felt as though especially this summer even though they still spent money they 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 recouped elsewhere and they didn't spend it. So Julian Alvarez was a, a substantial transfer fee and all the existing stuff. Harland obviously was very famously as a transfer fee, a low Cheap. amount of money. Yeah. However, 
you I guarantee you that all that means is that the bonus he received for signing will be bigger. His agent fee will be bigger. All of these things, his, his wages are going to be astronomical. But they have then, I don't want to say balance the books, but it, it certainly appears that way when you see the squad, when it's on paper. You know, players like Jesus leaving, Zinchenko leaving, uh, Raheem Sterling leaving, now Cancelo leaving, and some of the wages, all being on loan, but the wages are being offset. It felt as though someone at City went, oh, shit. <laughs> You know, I mean, like they, I know that they've got a good set of youth players. They're not known as promoting youth players, though. Do you know what I mean? Like the who was the last youth player Man City promoted? Was it Stephen Island? <laughs> well, I mean, post Pep. <clears throat> I mean, pre Pep. Sorry. I mean, in 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 the current era, there's. I mean, you've got an example right uh, the, currently right now, which is why. One of the reasons why Jao Cancelo has been allowed to leave, which is Rico Lewis. This um, is what I mean. Now Phil Foden, these young you know, players like, are playing. Like Phil yeah. Foden is obviously correct, but yeah, it's you literally went from Stephen Island, Michael Richards, early days of the new era. You know what? They're sort of Adebayor days. Stephen Island was still in that team, and was yeah, there. But- but what I would the, what I would put to you though is, arguably, now even though then they weren't reaping the in the sort of sort of beginning of that moneyed era. So like you're mm. saying, the the first league title win in 2012 with you know Michael Richards and Stephen Island in that team, even though it was substantially it was substantially made up of of bought in players, big mm. big bigger players. Um, now, ten years on, there are more youth players in the in the team. Yeah, there but are. The, definitely... But the re- but the reason why is because the youth academy is yeah. the best around, and it's producing incredible talent. That is, so they don't need to buy in as much talent. They do still, obviously, mm. but when the talent comes through, it's top quality and it's first team ready because it's been molded by Pep's been there for six years now. He yeah. has, and he famously loves to reshape a club and, and do a club in his whole image from top to bottom, you know, Fergie esque kind of, you know, uh, and the same way Johan Cruyff did when he took over Barca, obviously, who who he learned from. Um, but the so that academy for six years has had players being trained in the Pep model. Foden's what twenty now, nineteen twenty. So oh, since man. he was since he was fourteen, he's been training in a pep style. It's no it's, surprise. Yeah. It's no, no surprise well, I mean, that he's come in and made an impact the way that he has. And so have other players. That history has got so many, so many examples of the same thing happening at different places, but either national teams or, or club sides where a person comes in, a person comes in, reshapes everything from top to bottom and says, we're all doing this now. And they stick to it and it works. I still, it still baffles me when clubs go, oh, we're doing this. And then someone else comes in and they go, scrap that, we're doing this. Yeah. Like you know governments, I mean? isn't it? And they come in and change everything that the last government did and thinking yeah. that it won't make, won't, you know, they can't, they can't, they haven't got, they've got too much pride to be able to not go, we're going to build on those good things that the last government did and maybe just reshape the ones that didn't. Yeah. And, just, it just, you know. It's, you know, you go back out, you think the, 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 you know, the Ajax teams over the years, they all play the same way of playing football. Uh, Germany, 
famously did it after they got absolutely dicked and they came out and they won the world cup yeah the <laughs> main the it. main thing i was going to say though about this is that the the, the emergence of these quality players uh, in the latter half of the last decade mm. can directly be attributed to the money that's been pumped in because what ffp doesn't take into account is the money that you put into uh, infrastructure. So yeah. you can spend as much as you like on infrastructure and it doesn't affect your FFP. Mm. So uh, Man City having a top tier class one academy is something that they have as an advantage over other Premier League clubs potentially. I don't know for sure all their certifications, but I'm pretty sure that not all of them will be will be top tier academies. Um, but the fruits of that are that they get top quality players. The fruits and... of it, they can Pep can waltz through their garden and pluck a Rico Lewis. Uh, absolutely. Down. Who, and put, who oh, look, there's a Phil Foden over there. Yeah, who literally <laughs> I've seen described as a if 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 a Pep player was to be made in a lab, it's Rico Lewis. So, and that's literally kind of what's happened. He's been yeah. crafted that's... and formed and molded in a Pep laboratory slash academy and um, you know the, why are people surprised that it's working if infrastructure doesn't count then against mm. ffp what i would do is i'd sign killian mbappe but every time someone came around to like check i'd just get him to like stand under a roof and pretend to like he's that's a support <laughs> <laughs> like, you cannot take him if he goes the canteen is gone <laughs> That would work. Yeah. They're not that strict, are they? These auditors. That would work. The, um, the thing is, can I, can I, I, it, obviously we have to be sort of like careful because there's so many intricacies to a financial fair play and the, the basis of it. However, if, and I say this as a Manchester United fan, so somewhat controversially, if Man City have pumped all that money into the first team, to get them onto a sort of almost playing field and now are going to scale back on it as much and you utilise their now brilliant youth academy, which is producing talent, I'm all right with that. Like, I'm all right with that because that's no different to what tons of other teams have done, except they've had to bridge the gap financially did you see there was an article i saw today where somewhere a journalist had come over uh from syria uh and had been given uh to the premier the italian top tier league not yes not pronouncing syria in a really weird way no i'm not the italian <laughs> top tier league um they think i'm syria <laughs> <laughs> That that would be that would be a very different article. He I've came over and he looked at the Premier League, and he said, he said the the difference between the, where like some clubs are in the Premier League and where some top tier sides are in other countries, and these are like top teams. He was like, it's it's they're worlds apart. Do you know what I mean like there's well, only. Well, no, no. That's that was shown this uh, in a microcosm. That was shown this transfer window. Um, 
Bournemouth outbid AC Milan for Nicolas Zaniolo. Yeah, he he was he he wanted to go to Milan and then didn't and decided to stay. And then a bid from Bournemouth came in, and apparently he was going to go there then because the wages were almost were, were way way higher than what AC Milan could offer. He was willing to move from Italy to bloody Bournemouth to play for them in the Premier League because they could offer more wages. If we're at a place where Bournemouth, who are, I think, currently 19th in the league, can offer better players than the current wages than the current Serie A champions, yeah. then where, what the bloody hell? Like, that's crazy. It's a sad, it is a sad state of affairs when this is a thing. It's, so if Man City... There's no, there's no way that Man City would have been able to bridge that gap without huge financial input early doors and yeah i mean i don't know how they got where they got but i can see why they've done it do you know what i mean Mm. so the thing for me i would say that i don't i i it's like when you're playing like football manager or something or or fifa yeah you've either got options to like spend all your money on transfers or your money on the scouting network or whatever um, and you've got to assign those funds somewhere now I'm always someone who looks I always do the build for the future I always scout and do all that sort of stuff um, because I think it's worth waiting for it and I appreciate that that is kind of what City have done but they've also had their cake and ate it too because they've they've spent all the money on the big transfers and I don't think you know they've tried. They bought immediate immediate success whilst planting the seeds for future success. If they'd yeah. just done one and not t'other, then I think it would have been well. If they just bought immediate success, then everyone would think they're a twat like Chelsea. But if they'd if they'd just done the other, then I think it would have been easier to stomach. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I am most intrigued about about this, well, the two things that pique my interest on this the most. One is um, the quote from Guardiola from last May, which is, I said to them, if you lie to me, I'm not here. I will be out. Now, that is obviously in, in ref. That was in reference to, um, I think, the stuff that was happening with uh, the yeah, UEFA judges yeah. and, and the um, decisions from Cass and stuff like that. Um, and any rumblings on, on misgivings from, from above him in the boardroom. Now they've resurfaced in light of these uh, Premier League allegations uh, and haven't seen any comment from Pep since then. I mean, obviously, all this only happened yesterday um, and it was, as Manchester City said, a surprise to them. Um, but from what I've heard, from quite, lot, yeah, from what I've heard from quite a lot of sources, it was they were kept quite in the dark about it. Their, their, their um, media teams and stuff weren't weren't. Um, weren't informed that it was happening there was only a couple though, of is, individuals they, in the in the higher up that did know that it was coming they um, knew though they knew that they, they they knew that there was an investigation going on and if these yeah. allocations are proven correct they knew what they would find yeah exactly so the only uh, way that that surprise quote works for me is if they're innocent but they've now been found essentially guilty by the premier by their league and also by uefa yeah, they managed it's... to get away with the severe punishment from UEFA um, because they appealed the two-year ban from the Champions League. 
you know, the sort of retribution that you kind of want to see. You want to see sporting retribution. For somebody who has bought their way to a title and to where they are, clearly financial retribution means nothing because they can afford it. What's, what's the point? It's, you know, it's, the, it's, it's like the person who has a, has a Mercedes and parks it outside on double yellows, doesn't give a monkey's about getting a parking ticket. Because they just see that as reasonably priced parking and I can park wherever I want because the parking ticket is is cheaper to them than their time trying to find a parking space far away. Do you know what I mean? That that's what the, this is this is that like on a grander scale. Why yeah. don't charge them? They need to be sportingly deducted, and that's why the cast decision was ridiculous that it got over. Yeah, it's the other thing. My second point was going to be these things that they can be yeah. brandished, they can be yeah. done with, um, are quite significant. So, um, points deductions, um, even mm-hmm. to as far as stripping titles, um, uh, they, they, they could be relegated. Yeah, yeah, they could uh, be re- they could be removed from the Premier League. It, in theory, it won't happen, but they could be removed from the Premier League, and then the Football League is under no obligation to take them. So, oh, in theory, to, to, they, um, could, they could go to, yeah, the conference, conference level, like the <laughs> lowest level. So, if the Football League went, nah, because it's not fair, and they didn't, they refused to put them in the championship or something, they could end up in the conference, and they'd have to work their way back, up, and they would work their way back up remarkably quick. Like, Oh, wow. But it would be but they could, so... They'd have to do, like, a Rangers. Yeah. But more... Yeah. But it yeah. would be more. It would be more severe. But they'd have to do a Rangers. Juve did the same thing as well, didn't they? Yeah, they went down. <clears> did they go down to Serie C? I, I don't. I poss- I know they were definitely in Serie B, but I'm not yeah. sure about about Serie C. Mm. Um, yeah, but obviously this has also come to light as well because it's just happened to uh, Juve again, and they've had a not not a relegation, but they've just had a fifteen Points point deduction. deduction. Yeah. Deduction um, in, in Syria. Um, so, is it all? Um, is is it all financial with you? Ray? There's no accusations of um, for, um, you know, like sporting fraud. I suppose is a way that you could put it. I think I a believe. lot. I haven't. I don't know the story in its entirety, but I think a lot of it has come from um, from the owner, um, Andrea Agnelli who um, has had a, a few years of sort of relatively dodgy, dodgy dealings. And yeah, he's an interesting one because I, as a club, I'm, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Juventus because they've achieved a lot. And I like the story behind them and, you know, blah, 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 blah. And obviously Gigi Buffon is <laughs> indelibly linked and everyone loves Buffon. Yeah. Um, however, Sometimes you just think like they li- they are gonna look. You, 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 they know who you are. They're gonna look like they they're gonna. Yeah, and you're and too yeah. big. You're too big to hide. Yeah, it's um, it's like you've got a history. And you... Agnelli is a very vocal um, vocal uh, owner. He he was one of the, the the voices behind the Super League, you know, and he was one of the people that was still yeah. tooting the horn for the Super League when it was basically dead in the water. And I think is, you know, along with the um, Real Madrid presidents wanting to, um, you know, take it to, 
take it to courts and make sure that it happens because they believe they've got rights to do it. Um, and, you know, yeah. We'll Look, without getting again, too political, yeah. it's just it's just capitalism. That's all it is. <laughs> oh, yeah, because ultimately the Super League, they want the Super League to happen because yeah. of what we just said, the Bournemouth AC Milan because yeah. the other leagues are out of the water by the Premier League. There is not enough, there's not as much cash in any of the other top five leagues, no. let alone the other four of the top five leagues, let alone the leagues you know, in in other countries in Europe. Um, so it's not surprising that those countries, that those, those clubs want to, you know, take back control, try and regain some 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 with with Premier League clubs. Oh look, um, if Bournemouth can outbid you, the, you know that that's one. that's game set match. Something needs to change. If Bournemouth can outbid AC Milan, something needs to change. Um, should we let's let's take it? Let's do let's do a, a quick not a quick yeah let's do a quick fire any other business. Can I throw one at? Can I throw a question at you? Of course. Which is the first part. Yeah. Um, you know and have seen teams that you just know the manager's gonna go soon. Yeah, you know <laughs> the teams that you know the performances. You know what the press is doing. You know the looks in the press conference. You know all of this. Uh, we've witnessed this before. Yeah. Um, have you noticed anything happening at Liverpool lately? Because <laughs> I am telling you. That football club looks like one that is getting ready to change its manager. To me, it um, just, results are going from bad to worse. Yeah, they're, they're out of the cup. They're out of the FA Cup to a team that are shocking. They've they've just been beaten heavily again by Wolves. Yeah, not looking good. They've um, got a lot of injuries. This is not me saying Liverpool. They have got a lot of injuries. They have uh, they have a lot of players they, that they usually rely on that are no longer uh, unavailable. So as as do Chelsea, except Chelsea just bought a second new squad. But whatever. Um, but they just they just look like a team that's ready for a new manager. Bounce. I can already feel the the Liverpool social media accounts endless praising of Jurgen Klopp. Well, I, I, I listened to a podcast about this the other day and a lot of the reporting um, around it is, um, the club at least, is that he, and they're not doing like the kiss of stuff, being like they have their full backing publicly. There's a lot of, you know, rumblings underneath the, in within the club and the, within the people that, in, that are in the know. That are saying that Klopp is still fully supported. Um, I think the problem lies with the fact that probably feels that he doesn't have the support that he wants, which is that he hasn't been. There's no stability at the club because it's up. Mm. That means that there's no guarantee of finances in the summer or the finances that he may want. Quite basically, they want to sign Bellingham, and Bellingham would go a long way to transforming their midfield. Because I think I saw a stat the other day that since they signed Naby Keita in 2018, they haven't signed uh, apart from uh, Thiago. Sorry, 
mm. Thiago and, and Naby Keita, which is like two, three and four years ago, or two and four years ago, five years ago now, bloody hell, 2023, haven't, mm. they haven't signed any other first-team midfielders. Yes, so, yes, they are, so, they are severely lacking. So their, their midfield is completely done. And Do you know what lot, the thing is, lot... genuinely? Side side note to that conversation, I think that the key to their midfield is already in their side, and I think it's Trent Alexander-Arnold. I think Trent is due a Philip Lahm-esque conversion from fullback to yeah. uh, ball-playing centre mid. Because he was he was trialed on the he was trialed on the on the right of a midfield three or uh, by Southgate in an England game, I think. Or he's a midfielder. I'm telling you, that and man he, is a midfielder. It didn't it didn't go well, but. You know, that's he's England. a midfielder. I'm convinced. I'm absolutely. He's convinced. not a defender. I can tell you that. He's not a defender, and he's yeah, he can play out wide. But can you imagine that ability on the ball, but in the centre? Yeah, I mean, it's that. <clears throat> it's definitely something that that should be explored. And I, if another manager came in, it might be something that they do. You know, like. Eddie Howe coming into Liverpool, uh, Newcastle and changing, you know, putting Joe Linton in as a as and a midfield and Iwobi at Everton being changed to a pretty industrious eight rather than a than a winger that he was before. Um, it can definitely be done, and I think if you know, I think Klopp has that facility ability to do that as well. I just think potentially what you're saying, you know, about the rumblings about a manager being moved on is, is one of his failings right now is that he's probably got tunnel vision with a lot of what he's seen. He's been there a long, long yeah. time, seven or eight years now, I think. And, um, you know, you get set in your ways and you, you know, you'll see something. It's quite hard. We all know in our daily life, it's quite hard to look outside our own box and change our viewpoints on stuff. So I can't imagine that that's any easier just because you're the football manager of Liverpool. Um, it makes it all the more remarkable what Sir Alex managed to do at United. Yeah, for such a long period of time. Um, can I throw Sorry. another question at you? Yeah, go on then. Does Harry Kane need to be need to win trophies to be considered one of the greats of the English top flight? Yes. Yeah, it's I that think, thing, and yes, it is. I think he does. If you look, because I'm of the opinion that there's also an, that I feel like Kane will have an asterisk against his name almost. Oh, and I'm of the opinion that Alan Shearer also should have an asterisk against his name because he won fuck all and all. Yeah, he won the league. Yeah. You know I, I mean, Michael Owens yeah. won the league. Uh, I, th- I think that. Um... Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I think that for Wayne me, Wayne Rooney think, won so much. Yeah, and and when you look at other top quality players that have been in the league, a lot of them have been inside league winning or cup winning sides. Thierry Henry. Yeah, you know, Frank Lampard. You know, players like that. Lampard. I mean, Gerard. Obviously, the league. But he won the Champions League and the cups and stuff like. Yeah. You know, he, what, he, they all these players win things. Harry Kane has won nothing. The only thing I would say is that he, 
I think that that, that there there will be a place in. I think this will only apply to England fans, because I there's no reason why any other nations fans would give a shit about this. Yeah. But the fact that he will is probably likely to be Premier League top scorer and England's top goal scorer in the English Premier League will endear him to enough home and when I say home I mean fans in England especially around Spurs mm-hmm. that he will have a place in English football history regardless of whether he wins titles now to say now that's not to say that I don't think he should win titles because to have a talent like him basically he's been playing professional football for 12 years and he's won absolutely fuck all nothing is ridiculous and you know and he's been in good sides and he's been in sides that have had chances he's been in finals he's been in title races and you know, and, and, and sometimes you can only do so much and you do feel for him sometimes. But, you know, also it's within his power to move from Spurs and he can still move to City or United or Liverpool, uh, maybe even Newcastle now, and have a have a tilt in a better team and win the title and, I think get, and get the Premier League goal-scoring record. You know, no one's asking him to move to PSG. No one's asking no. him to move to Bayern. Like, he can still do it. He just doesn't have to stay at Spurs. But, obviously, if he, if he looks like he will potentially stay at Spurs for the rest of his career, and I think he... But now he's broken that Spurs goal-scoring record. Maybe he will be more inclined to leave Spurs because he's done that. He's broke that record. And he'll I go think... to a club to get a title, City. But then also, the title race is, is going to be in flux for the next couple of years. If City and Liverpool are declining forces, who do you go to? Who, 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 there's no... If, if in fight last When he was last seriously linked to Man City, it was almost a dead cert that if you go to City, you win the league. So it wasn't a gamble for him. He, he could have gone. And in one of the last five seasons, they've, they've not won the title. So in that respect... Even if he hadn't won it that one season that Liverpool pipped them, he still would have won it the second season after. So, like, in that respect, I feel like his time to go was then. Now, I have, there's three options, I think, for Harry Kane. There are three options. Go on. One stays at Spurs, becomes a Matt Letizia. And there's a let's hope for fucking everyone's sake that that's where the comparison ends. Yeah. Type stay at one club, club legend type player. So he just stays at Spurs. Yeah. And he's just done. Um, Second option. And it's never been really talked about a great deal that I've heard, but I think it, I think he should maybe has a tilt in Syria. We've talked about them not being able to afford anything, but if he could, if they can, I'm thinking Inter. Or something. I just think that league. I think Harry Kane would, would absolutely destroy that league because it's a slower paced league. It's more built up to a striker. Um, it's argue. It's arguably less physical. Um, I think he'd do very good things there. Um, thirdly, signed for Man United. And. If you look at the clubs, I'm not. This is not me saying that I think that they should, 
However, if you look at all the Premier League clubs, let's say that he's now goes to Spurs records done. I want the Premier League record, but I would like to win some trophies. My contract's coming up in a year, all of this stuff. If he takes all that into account and then he has a look around at the Premier League, um, Chelsea, I mean... Who knows? Do you know what I mean? God knows, but Harry Kane's not going to want to... He's not going to go near it. Well, he's not going to go to another London club, is he? No. He's not going to go to Arsenal, whatever. He's, I mean, he would rather... He I would don't rather... think he's going to go to Chelsea. Oh yeah, no. He'd rather he'd rather do many and un, unnamely ungodly things than go to Arsenal, and I don't blame him. But to, to, just from a football perspective, take rivalry out of it, Arsenal wouldn't want him because he's going to cost a significant chunk yeah. of money. Arsenal have got cover; they're not short of a player that can put the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Um, uh, elsewhere, Man City. Well, they've got Haaland. Um, and they've got Haaland and are they going to want to add Harry Kane to it? No, they're not going to because imagine having two of them. Well, Haaland's barely not really why he's playing. Imagine having Haaland and Kane as your front two. This, the rest of that team would just be going in and seeing Pep and just being like, like literally, (laughs) it's like playing with two lampposts. They (laughs) score a lot of goals, don't get me wrong, but they're the same physicality of player. Um, Liverpool, yeah. Liverpool would would love him, but that's not the style of football that they play. It would alter their entire way of playing. Yeah. Um, United, if Premier League, it's literally the only option, I believe. I think he would be good. I think there will be a um, a bit of a standoff towards the end when this new transfer window opens again in in the summer, um, potentially only broken when one of a couple of very, very high-profile players finally make their move. Mm-hmm. So players like Bellingham, players like Kane, um, decide to decide which club mm. they're going to go to. I think that could start the avalanche of large player moves this I love those. I love those deals where you're like, right, some, it needs to unlock... Because yeah. the market's being held up, and you can literally see it. And then, as soon as one move goes through, it's like, yeah. right now we can do. Yeah, it... like, I know. I know any midfielder is going to be transformed by Bellingham, and I know that um, Liverpool want him and have showed a lot of interest in him. And so have Man City, and Pep really likes Bellingham. I don't those midfields, but everyone forgets that United would have been talking to Bellingham and his parents since he was 15. Uh, you know, maybe even earlier when he because he was in the Birmingham team when he was 15, wasn't he? So yeah. maybe even slightly before or when he was being scouted in the in the you know, um, under 21s leagues and whatever the the um youth leagues, you know, they've been talking to them for a long time on and off and. Obviously, they didn't choose United in the first place or a Premier League club in the first place because they wanted his pathway to have more playing time and allow him to develop. Now, he's done that. He's gone to Dortmund. He's developed like fuck and he's ready to play in the Premier League. Uh, And now is the time for them to make their move to where they want to go. Dortmund was a stepping stone to the big step. There There is no small step now. His next club is the club that he will spend his peak years at 
and potentially he'll have one more big move to maybe a Real or a Barcelona if he comes back to the Premier League now. But ultimately, you don't get much higher than the Premier League. And when he comes now, that is it. That's where he goes. And I think, not to sound too dramatic, but I think it could determine the title race for a little while going forward, especially if the uh, if he's, you know, managed correctly and, mm. you know, you get that other um, sort of carousel of, of large transfers happening around him. I think it will be a statement of intent from whichever club does sign him for other players to go, well, fuck, they're going to go for it. Or they mean biz- they mean big business. They signed Jude Bellingham. Like, you know, I think he's incredible. I think... I think with him, I think he should be a mainstay in England's midfield now for a decade. You got to remember oh, this, this, this kid's yeah. only this kid's only nineteen. Like how much mm. how much top t- he's been playing football for three and a half years already. Like that, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Like, um, I know we're short on time. Um, however, yeah. dream scenario. Imagine Glazers sell United before the summer. To Jim Ratcliffe. To Jim Ratcliffe. And in the summer, Ratcliffe goes, what do you need? Yeah. And we go out there. And before you know it, we start the next season. Jude Bellingham next to Casemiro. <laughs> oh, stop In it. midfield. And stop it. Oh, Harry Kane. Every day of the focal, week. Harry Kane <laughs> is the focal point of our attack. <laughs> Harry Kane, Rashford, Sancho, Bellingham. Fernandez. Fernandez, that's a England front three there. Oh, came Rashford, Sancho, oh. but then also under that you also have players like Anthony and Ganacho. Right, we can't get into a Man United wormhole. Um, we, we, we'll leave. <laughs> Look we'll how leave unchecked it. we've been without Cass and Mitch around to to stop our United biases. It's uh, yeah. it's terrible. So basically, to sum up, Man City are cheating, allegedly. Yeah, uh, Liverpool are going to be uh, interviewing Tommy Tuchel within the next couple of weeks. Oh, God, potentially. Yeah. Love yeah. Um, Harry Kane is signing for Man United. Yeah. Sorry, Kaz. Yeah. Um, Nathan Jones is a bit of a dick. Anything else? <laughs> <laughs> uh, just on the Nathan Jones things very quickly. Yeah. Like, Go on, drop I am, I am absolutely astonished at the backlash that he's had from that those comments in that post-match interview from the weekend. So many pundits, and not just like journalists, but actual pundits like football people, like Ian Wright, Chris Sutton, have come out and been like, fuck this guy. Like, mm. who the fuck does he think he is? Or who is he? Like, what? why is he saying this? Proper throwing him under the bus. Like, no sympathy whatsoever. I listened to it and I thought, I felt a bit sorry for him, but I, uh, but I did think like, well, okay, he's fronting up, fair play to him. I thought more people would give him credit for that, but no, fuck me. Everyone yeah. is livid about it. And, you know, he is under real pressure now to do The problem is, this is a problem with society in the whole. <laughs> it's a wider topic, so I'll be brief. However, we as a society as a whole generally go, we need someone to speak up, we need someone to speak up. And then when they do, we go, shh. No, that's... no, no, no. Who do you think you are? Yeah, You've been asking people to to talk, so I thought I'd talk. Not you. And not in that way. I don't no. like your tone, actually. If you no. speak the way I want you to speak, that'll Who be Who do you good. think you are? Welsh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Right. So that, um, yeah, we won't get into that. Good. 
great. No, we, we could literally just, I could easily carry on for another probably three hours, I reckon. I but I've um, got, I can hear the children screaming in the distance, so I have I to. I can hear the children <laughs> <laughs> I have to go and relieve my wife. Uh, right. So, you, yeah. you enjoy, I guess? That? No, not what, that's not how it works. No. But yeah. um, and we'll see you at some point in the future. Disclaimer, I do love my children. They're amazing. Yes, yes, definitely. Bye. Bye. Hi, I'm David Cottrell, and you are listening to a Touchline Rant podcast. Touchline, 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 touchline